Well, let me ask you tonight to turn your Bibles, please, to the Gospel of Luke again. We're turning to the Gospel of Luke, please. And we're turning to the chapter 15 tonight, please. Luke, the Gospel of Luke in the chapter 15. What I would like to do this evening is just get a simple word of testimony how the Lord Jesus Christ changed my life and how He saved me. And I do feel like giving Him the glory tonight. This is nothing in me. I don't want you to think that I am here exalting my name or telling anything of me. And I want you to focus tonight on what the Lord Jesus Christ has done in my life. He's the one who I owe my life to. And He is the one who all the glory should go to. Verse 8, Luke chapter 15, please. I would just like to read verses 1 to 7. This is the word of the Lord, and the reeds then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. And he, the Lord Jesus, spake his parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness? And go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he left it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbours, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. More than over ninety and nine just persons, which need no repentance. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. I would like to share with you my testimony, and it comes in five scenes. Five scenes is an easy way I trying to sum up my testimony and what the Lord has done for me. And the first scene is conversion. Conversion. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I was born on the 11th of May, 1993, to Alan and Susan Cree. I'm the eldest of four boys, and I'm so glad that God gave to me two godly parents who taught me the scriptures from an early age and prayed for me before I was even born. For as long as I can remember, I was taught the way of salvation and was taught the importance of living my life in a, with a reverent fear of the Lord. Both mum and dad were Sunday school teachers in Bethel Baptist Church in East Belfast where we attended as a family in the early years of my life. And it was very special to have my own mum as my first Sunday school teacher. You know, because my parents knew and loved the Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour, that did not automatically make me a Christian. The Bible teaches, Behold, I was shaken in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Every one of us is separated from God because of our sin. That included me. We have disobeyed His word, and we need the Lord Jesus Christ to save us. I had to make a decision myself as to whether I would love and follow the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. My parents couldn't save me. 
No pastor or priest could save me. No Sunday school teacher could save me. No youth leader could save me. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can save and could save me. And that's because he loved me and he gave his life for me. Let me tell you, if you're here in the meeting tonight, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Let me tell you from the authority of God's Word tonight, He loves you. And He gave His life for you. You might be a boy or girl here tonight, or a teenager this time. Maybe you have two godly parents who love the Lord and they taught you the Bible from an early age and they brought you along to church. But I want to tell you, your mom and dad can't save you from your sin. You must make the decision yourself to follow the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe you're here tonight and you haven't had the privilege of two godly parents. Maybe you haven't had those parents who taught you from God's Word from an early age. Well, I'm glad you're here tonight. Because let me tell you, this is an individual thing. It's between you and God and no one else. And God can save you tonight. If you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's urgent. It was on Sunday the 22nd, Sunday the 22nd of November in 1998. When I was just five years old, I was sitting watching a video. Yes, I said video, not DVD. <laughs> and it was of a southern gospel group called, I'm sure you've heard of them, the Gaither Vocal Band. And from a young age, I've had a love of Southern Gospel music, and that hasn't changed. And on this particular video, they were singing this song. The, the, the line, the, the song that they were singing was called Joy in the Camp. And this, what, these were the words. There's joy in the camp, a sinner has come home. There's joy in the camp, rejoicing round the throne. They're singing and shouting the great redemption song. There's joy. Wondrous joy in the camp. I had two questions about that song that night. I couldn't understand the words at all. I turned to mum and I asked, What camp? And why are they so joyful? Mum explained to me using the verse that we read this evening, Luke chapter 15, verse 7, what the Lord Jesus Christ said. She explained to me that that singing and shouting was in heaven. That throne was in heaven, and it was because a lost sinner had given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the verse says, Their joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. That verse was read to, the, to me by my mother that night. And that night I understood at five years old, I understood my need of a Savior and my need to repent, to turn from my disobedience of God's word and my need to live for him. I was fine when I understood that. You see, let me tell you, people try to complicate the gospel message. It's simple. It's simple. Christ came to this world and he died for sinners. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's simple. It's so simple even a child can understand. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And let me tell you tonight, it's a simple message that anyone can understand. That night is at five years old. I understood that in this little parable, where the shepherd had 100 sheep 
And once she went out into the wilderness, and that shepherd went out to find that lost sheep, I understood that I was that lost sheep that night. And I understood that the Lord Jesus, he was out seeking for me. And praise God, the Lord Jesus found me that night. You see, with my mom, we knelt at the side of my bed, and I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a simple prayer. The Bible tells us that the gospel message is so simple, even a child can understand. The Lord saved me from sin and hell that night. I rejoice in my salvation tonight. And all praise and glory goes to the Lord Jesus. I'm so glad that I was saved at such a young age. The Lord has kept me close to Him and He spared me from so many things. I'm so glad that in an early age the Lord planted a concern in my heart. So much so that that was a Sunday evening and the next day was Monday. And I went in to my P1 teacher, it was Audrey Thompson, who actually sings around the churches, you may well assign your brains. And I told her that I'd got saved. And I actually told her I need to go and see the principal, he needs to know too. And she marched me to the principal and I told the principal I'd put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, at the end of the day, as the story goes, I don't remember this, but my mom tells me this. At the end of the day, when I was being collected, Mrs. Thompson showed it over to mom. The whole school knows. <laughs> I was so glad to be saved. I was so glad that the Lord Jesus had saved my life, and that was my conversion. But you know, secondly, the second seed, I have a concern. And it's a twofold concern that's in my heart, and the Lord has planted that in my heart. Firstly, I have a concern for the laws. I have a concern seeing men and women and boys and girls on their way to a lost eternity. It often causes me to fall on my knees. It's always been my prayer that I would see the world through the eyes of the Savior. That he would break my heart for what breaks his and that I would look in the crowds with compassion the way the Lord Jesus did. I said the concern was twofold. The second concern that I had was for the standard of Christian living. I have a burden to encourage the saints of God to live out their faith in a Christ-like manner. To encourage the saints of God to study God's word for themselves and to glean from it each day. God has given me a concern. Isn't it true that the Lord calls us to have a concern for those who are lost? You know, if you are lost this evening, let me tell you, the Bible teaches us that time is short. You know, the Bible tells us so many times that today is the accepted time. Well, today is the day of salvation. It makes the matter of salvation urgent because no man knows what a day will bring forth. You and I don't know if we'll make it to the public estate. You and I don't know if we will be thrust out into eternity before this day is out. You know, I remember a story that I heard of three young students and one of them was on their placement with KT. And I was down in Belfast and this particular student who was on his placement with KT, he set his alarm clock in the morning and when, he, when the alarm began to go, he hit the snooze button and he fell asleep again. And then the alarm went again and he hit the snooze button again and the alarm went off a few moments later, 
And he hit the snooze button over and over again until the alarm stopped ringing and he was late. And this continued over a period of time until he lost the job. Let me tell you something. Maybe tonight you're here and you've heard the gospel message before. You know what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. You could come up here and you could tell us the gospel message simply yourself. But let me ask you, why aren't you saved? Why would you hit the snooze button on the Lord one more time? Because it could be the last time you hit the snooze button. And tonight you could be thrust out into eternity. Let me ask you, where will you spend eternity? There's two destinations. Heaven or hell. You know, the Lord calls for you, dear child of God, to have a concern for the lost. He tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He tells us not to sit in the church pew here in Grange Baptist, but he tells us to get out of the doors and share the gospel with those in this community around this church building. There are those who are lost in their sin. They need to hear of Christ, who is mighty to see. I wonder, dear Christian, listening to me tonight, do you have a concern for those who are lost? I wonder, do we take each opportunity that comes our way to share the joyful news? People are on their way to a lost eternity. Does it cause you to shed a tear? That work calling that you sit beside this way, they're on their way to a lost eternity. Will you tell them they need to get saved? That neighbor that you see every day, they're on their way to a lost eternity. Will you tell them they need to get saved? That family member, that friend, I wonder do you have a concern for their soul? My second concern was that believers would live Christ-like lives in all areas. And Peter reminds us in 1 Peter 1 verse 15 to 17, it says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every last work, pass the time of your sojourning here <coughs> My conversion, my twofold concern for the lost, and for those of us who are saved to live in a Christ of God, the third state, a conversation. Growing up, I had always wanted to be a primary school teacher, and I trained at Stranellis University College and began to teach in September 2015 in a school in East Belfast. And with the concerns for the lost and holy living already planted deep in my heart, in autumn 2016, I had a conversation with Pastor John Taylor, who at the time was pastor of Iron Bowl Evangelical Church, which is where I was attending at that stage. I was leading a service for him one Sunday morning, and before the service we had a, a conversation in the vestry. John asked me how teaching was going, but as the conversation went on, he pointed at me. And I don't know if you know John or not, he was here in the pulpit on Friday night. But John, he always has a big smile. He's always full of jokes. But this particular occasion, his face went very stern. We leant over the desk in the, vent, in the vestry in Iron Hall at East Belfast, Templemore Avenue. And he pointed at me. 
He says, Peter, you remember the Lord could call you out of teaching. That conversation played over and over in my mind. I remember telling the Lord after that that I was willing to go if he wanted me. I didn't know where, but I knew if the Lord clearly called me into this work that I was willing to go. God started at this point to burden me with the need to get equipped for serving him. And I knew that he wanted me to go to Bible college. You see, all the, these thoughts, they weren't good enough for me. I wanted confirmation from the Word of God. I wanted to know that God was calling me. And after that conversation came our fourth scene, a conviction. The problem I had with going to Bible college was I didn't know what ministry I was going to be involved in when I finished Bible college. And that concerned me. I wanted the Lord to reveal His plan to me right then and there. I wanted to know what was four years down the line. I wanted to know what was after Bible college. I wanted to know everything that the Lord had planned, but that's not how it works. But the answer that the Lord gave, gave me came in the Bible study very early in 2017. You know, God speaks at the midweek meeting. I want to tell you that. I wonder where you are. You know, some of us that can find time to watch the Champions League on Wednesday night, or sit watching our favourite programme on TV, or might be other things that occupy you. But maybe for some reason you're never found at the meeting on Wednesday nights, at the prayer meeting. You know, at the beginning of the book of Acts, in chapter 1 and verses 13 and 14, we find a list of names of people who were at the prayer meeting. Let me tell you, the Lord, with the Lord it's noticed and noted in Scripture who attended the prayer meeting. Now this particular prayer meeting in Acts, the Spirit of God descended and the people were filled. I wonder will your name be found in the list of names that are in attendance at the midweek Bible study and prayer meeting. If you aren't, you could miss a blessing. And I'm so glad I was at this particular Bible study. I can tell you the Lord spoke to me at the Bible study in January 2017. Pastor Jeffrey Ward was preaching. And he was sharing on the topic of obedience. And I don't remember much about what he said, but he shared a verse which was for me that night. And this verse was at the center of my calling to Bible college. It's found in Hebrews 11 verse 8. And it was by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, re should have to receive an inheritance. He obeyed, and he went out, not knowing where he went. What hit me that night was Abraham obeyed. He didn't know where he was going. I realized that night that was me. That I needed to obey. I knew the Lord was calling me to Bible college, and really, it didn't matter what came next, because the Lord knew. And I didn't need to know. And at that point, I was convicted. I realized God was speaking to me. But then came the call, our fifth scene. Can I tell you something? The hymn that seemed to be sang repeatedly in those meetings was this. This is how the Lord worked in my life. There was a hymn that was being sang that was above my own ambitions here. Another voice is sounding clear. It is the call of God to thee. O leave thine wall and follow me. You know, the second verse really spoke to me. It said this, the call of God 
it is so clear. But friendship's call and home is dear. How lonely was the path he drove. Then wilt thou not go through with God? There was that question. Will you not go through with God, Peter? And it seemed like God himself was saying it to me each time I was saying, will you not go through with it? Will you not take that step? I knew God was calling me, and I remember answering, Yes, Lord, I will. I love to teach Him. It was, and it still is, my passion. And the decision to step out was not easy, but the Lord has been with me all the way. And the hymn that has got me through many of these years has been, Where He will lead me, I will go. For I have learned to trust Him so. He is the truest friend to me. For I remember Calvary. I learned two significant lessons at Bible College. Two lessons that will stay close to my heart. And these are things that I had knowledge of before, but they dropped to my heart at Bible College. The first of them was this. I sat in a pastoral care module in my first term, and the lecturer based the entire module in the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. And he told all of the students who were in front of him, every one of us is called to comfort and show pastoral care to those around us. But he said, we can't solve people's problems. Only God can. He told us whether we become pastors or leaders in the faith mission, whether dealing with people in need, of the Saviour or people in need of encouragement, there was only, only one person who can solve their problems and get them all that they want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I remember him saying in that lecture, when we have the Lord, we lack nothing, even in the trials. So the first lesson I learned was this. That my job in all of my circumstances, especially for myself, to look on to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, but also to point people to my Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what the circumstances. The second most significant thing that the Lord taught me in Bible college was this. My God still saves, and he's still the God of revival. I had the privilege of helping a team lead a three-week gospel tent mission in Barvis on the Isle of Lewis. And it was on the 70th anniversary of the 49 revival in Lewis. And I can confirm, I met two brothers and one sister who were saved in that revival. They were still alive at that time in 2019 when I was there. I can confirm with you that revival power still burns in their hearts. What a blessing it was to sit with them, to chat with them, and to hear how the Lord had saved them and kept them. You know, at that tent mission, we saw three saved while there and many more came after we left. God is so good, isn't it? And let me tell you something about that tent mission. I have never. And I mean never experienced the presence of the Lord as I did in that tent in those three weeks. You know, the first week no one was saved, but I can tell you there was such 
a tangible sense that the Lord was there, a, a presence that I have never felt before, and I have never felt after it. And I just somehow knew that someone was going to give their life to Christ. And the breakthrough came in the second week. You see, what happened was a few of the team had been saved when they were young, when they were five. And a little nine-year-old girl came, and the Lord had been working in her heart. And she didn't realize that the Lord could save someone so young. But when she heard the testimonies of many of the team who were saved young, she gave her life to Christ. And you know, the Lord continued to save during that mission and after. And so the second most significant lesson I learned at Bible College was my God still saves. And he's the God of revival. You know, I'm so glad that the Lord has called me and guided my steps. He guided me to Bambridge Baptist, where I learned so much under the counsel of Pastor John Taylor. And the Lord now has been faithful to lead me to Grange Baptist Church. And it's a privilege to stand here tonight, to serve my Lord, to tell what he's done in my life, and to say to you that he is a great saviour. He is one who has led and guided me all the way. He's been so faithful to me. But I wonder if you hear and you're like the lost sheep in the parable tonight, said, The Lord Jesus wants to save you. I wonder will you let your sin will keep you out of heaven, but Jesus stands with open arms and he is ready to save you tonight. He died on the cross in your place. He shed his blood for you. And he's willing to see you right there where you are tonight. He says to you, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. I wonder tonight whether there be great rejoicing in heaven for you.